106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. And it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening, by the way, for that past hour of Fix It Radio. It is a live show today, January the 6th. So if you happen to listen to a replay show, thank you, by the way, for doing that. We always enjoy when you listen no matter what and still get messages and and texts in from folks even when we're not live. So thank you all for listening and still asking questions. And, yes, you're always able to ask questions even if we're not here live. Uh, That text line, let me throw it out, 307-200. 8222. Ken Rackley here today with me from Tech Automotive. So we were talking right before we came on, and Happy New Year's and all that stuff. But, Ken, yeah. as always, appreciate you. Uh, this is great. great Thanks for taking time out of your day for us. You bet. Well, it's good to be here always. All right. Well, you know what? we got calls already waiting that called in right before we went on, on air for this program. We've got lines open, 303-477-5600. But, Steve, thanks for holding. You're up first. Hey, good morning, John. I have a 2003 Toyota Tundra, and it's got the V8 on it. Okay. And I was kind of getting a drive belt squabble, and basically the symptom is uh, when it's cold while accelerating, it'll kind of make a squabble, but it's not a squeal. So what I did last week is I uh, bought a new serpentine belt, pulled the old one off, checked all the rollers, and they seem to be smooth. Um, maybe the alternator's old. You know, I'm at 270K on that truck right now. But what the symptoms are after I put the new serpentine belt on is that in the morning, you know, when you first start it and you're kind of um, accelerating, it'll kind of squabble a little bit. Um, but it seems like when you get up to speed, take your foot off of the accelerator, that goes away. And I did check, you know, on the belt tensioner, there's those little tick marks that show if your belt has the right tension or mm-hmm. if, it, if it's got slack. Right. It's within that center tick mark. So what else could be causing that little squabble kind of as you accelerate? But, like, when I get up on the interstate at 60 mile per hour, take my foot off the accelerator, it seems to go away. Yeah, and then when you give the throttle again, it'll start making the noise again? It, yeah, and it's not always consistent. It's kind of a little a little fussy thing, you know. Okay, and it did with the old belt and the new belt the same way? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. The new belt seemed to maybe help a bit, but, um, you know, it wasn't the fix. Yeah. You know, some pulleys over time can get smooth, you know, super smooth and have little issues with them, uh, and there's no... You don't see any leaks or anything like that, coolant-wise or anything like that, right? No, and then also, like, you know, on the power steering, when I turn or go straight, that doesn't seem to, you know, um, do anything. So I think power steering pump seems to be okay. Okay, it doesn't make it any worse or change the noise at all. Yeah, the only thing I can think of, and the fan clutch, the fan doesn't sound too loud or anything like that? Um, That's okay, and I had the... um, 
you know, like when I did the last um, timing belts on it, they uh-huh. put a new water pump in it and all of that. So that sure. was all upgraded at the interval. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, as for, you know, we've actually gone in and on the smooth side of the pulleys, we've actually, well, and one thing you could do actually is try uh, with the, just in the driveway, just try spraying it with water real quick um, with it, you yeah. know, just start it up. And have you tried that or? Um, I saw a thing online, and, and the water kind of, I guess, helps um, what maybe lubricate it in a sense. For a moment. It, yeah. Not very it, long, but for, and not hurt anything either. Right, until it spins off. Anyway. It'll, it'll, yeah, it'll go right away. Yeah, exactly. But it does tell you if you're on the right track. Yeah, exactly. Um, even, even a spray bottle, Steve, if you've got a little squirt bottle, you could do the same thing with it. In fact, I would recommend that so you can get a lot more detailed on where you're putting the water. Right. Just get a spray bottle and you know go to the stream setting and squirt a few things and see what happens. Yeah. Not going to hurt a thing with that. Right, exactly. If that changes it, the smooth surfaces on the, on the backside of the belt, basically, if you can rough those up with some 80 or 100 grit sandpaper, just, you know, take the belt off and just rough all those edges up try that first um i mean it could be in the grooved pulleys too if if that is the case but yeah if you're not getting any you know antifreeze or any debris or any (laughs) contamination on the belt yeah Yeah. if you're not getting any of that then you know i would say it's probably just a super smooth surface that's giving you giving you grief and some of those too steve when you look at the pulleys in that you know be careful because they may look good right rub your finger across them feel if there's any waviness to it at all i mean they've got to be perfectly flat they can get glazed as well and some of that noise can come from a glazing of the backside of the belt onto those flat pulleys as well so take a really close look at that as well the other thing that can happen and they do make uh devices for this they, they make a gauge checkers i guess i should say i don't know exactly how to say this on air but you can check the pulleys to see how grooved are the pulleys and they and are they over grooved yeah because if oh, they get over grooved yeah. they can yeah. make noise as well yeah the the, the yeah. pulleys wear in you know little bits and you can't but, see right, that with a naked eye right exactly so yeah just trying yeah. to rule out a pulley noise and correct stuff. and but that water would kind of get you in the right direction right if you know it goes away right as you hit it with the water then you know you're, you're in that area yeah exactly so it would be so maybe what i would do is like on one of the you know like let's say the alternator is missed that with some water, yeah. you know, and, right. yeah. and then if that cures it, then okay, here's that. And you know, the only other thing I did is um, with the hood up idling, is I took like a dowel rod and I put that kind of on the 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 body of the alternator, and it kind of has a bit of a uh, you know like a, a, a an age. It's nothing loud. It a screwdriver would do better than the wood, by the way, because yeah. the metal transfers the sound better than the wood right. does. Get a long screwdriver. get a long screwdriver yeah. and do that instead. Yeah, that's what we use. Yeah. So at two seventy k, could the alternator possibly be the culprit? Sure. If I anything at two seventy, okay. Steve yeah. could be the culprit. Any of those pulleys, anything like that, Correct. and and you have tried uh, doing that with. The belt off. Have you tried starting it with the belt off also? See if the noise goes away. Just to make sure it's not there. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, you should. No, you could do that. Oh, Since yeah. That's, okay. yeah, you can't just, run it very long because the water pump's not running, but yeah. you know, a minute or two is not going to hurt anything. Right, exactly. Well, the water pump's driven by the timing belt. Well, that's on right. On that, that one, it's inside. So, so, yeah, yeah, so you'd be so, fine there anyways. Yeah, so, but, but you're not driving some of the other you, you know, power steering pump, alternator, and so on is not being driven. Yeah, just make sure it's not under but the timing belt. I would also cover tell too. you, because you, know, you could be getting the wine, to Ken's point, out of that timing belt area and yeah. water yeah. pump and so on. That would give you an indication of what direction to look, Steve. Yeah. Good, good, good one okay. on that, Ken. Yeah. 
yeah, just hey, and just real quick, and, um, I know you guys got a lot of callers. Um, if I've had that be- the new belt on for like a good week, you know, maybe when I pull it off, just see if I might notice any little glazing. You know, like there's areas within the the. The grooves that Def- might be hanging up. Definitely. And inspect every pulley all the way around because we've seen little bits of grease or something get wedged, you know, or get on a pulley, especially the smooth part of the pulleys uh, or the smoother pull, not the ribbed ones. And we've seen, you know, things just get debris, road debris fly up in there and just cause a little bit of a that sticks on there and then you don't notice it and then <laughs> until you actually inspect it and go all the way around those pulleys for sure. Okay. Hey, one last quick question. That does not sound like anything that would actually be the timing belt. The timing belt would not do that type of uh, behavior. Would Hard it? to say. It, it's spinning yeah. spinning pulleys just you, like, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why yeah. I said a moment ago, Steve, Ken's idea of just taking the main belt off and then listening. Yeah. If it goes away, yeah. then you're in that area. If it doesn't go away, now you are into the timing. You'll get the timing. You've got to yeah. get into the timing belt end right. of things to see what's going okay. on there. Yeah, because it's got Real smooth good, pulleys right? just like, That's right. you know, it's got pulley spinning just like. It the, could be either or. Yeah, exactly. Just rule rule it out. That's the easiest way cool. to do that. So, yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome, You're Steve. Welcome. Appreciate it. Thanks. Before we go to Jerry, real quick, also, reason why I think some folks at times, not in this particular case with Steve, because I think he understands fully what's going on, but this is why when you take a vehicle in with any kind of a noise and they're telling you on the front side it's going to be X amount of dollars to do some diagnosis, it's not because they're, you know, charging you a lot of money to put their ear to it. Some of what Ken just said gets involved with trying to right. figure out where is this noise. And everything Ken just mentioned, by the way, we're not talking about that being done in five or ten minutes. Yeah, right. Exactly. We, we just spent an hour plus on that vehicle trying to figure out what's going on with a noise. And at yeah. today's labor rates, folks, that's a couple hundred dollars of diagnosis if you're going to spend an hour doing some things. And that's where people start looking at, well, that's like highway robbery. Well, not when you start looking at how long it takes to dissect some of these things. Right, exactly. Well, and and, and think of how much you're going to spend replacing parts that aren't needed. And, you know, you spend $1,000 and the noise is still there. It's no different. That's and why you diagnose it. Right, exactly. So I just want to make a point that that's why in some cases you'll look at some repairs and think, oh, that's just too much money. Um, no, at the end of the day, it's not. Right. Jerry and Greeley, you're next, sir. Happy New Year. And happy New Year to you, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. Uh, um, I've got a pickup that I, I don't drive much, but now I'm going to be driving it even less. So I was thinking about a battery tender. Mm-hmm. And um, I, thought I'd, I thought I'd heard in the past you say you'd had good luck with that brand. Yes. Uh, the actual battery tender brand. Now, I will also tell you, I, I've, I've learned some things here of late, and not that I don't like the battery tender brand, I do. Although Napa now has their own brand of tenders, and they have one that is automatic and knows if you've got deep cycle, AGM, regular battery, and it knows each battery and will adjust how it charges accordingly. And I've, for the price, Jerry, I've kind of gotten to where I'm going to only buy those in the future because I've got a mixture now of different batteries, AGM, and so sure. on, and that, that tender will now work on anything. Okay. Because a regular battery tender, unless it's stated for an AGM battery, won't keep it up. I can attest to that. <laughs> okay. Well, and, and that was um, 
part of my question was, I'd heard you in the past say you've got to be sure to get it, so it'll work with uh, if you've got an AGM. If you have an AGM, you got to use the right tender. Now, in your case, a regular ten, you know, a regular tender works fine. But lead acid, yeah, yeah lead acid yeah. is fine. You can buy pretty much any battery tender you want. But for the, some of you listening that may very well have an AGM or have some AGMs kicking around that you want to maintain, you're going to want to buy a tender that will do the AGM batteries as well. And Napa now, again, they've kind of come up with through through their um, uh, their their partnership, I guess you could call it. Solar, I think, is the name of their oh, yeah. their partnership. Uh, Carlisle and Solar, Jerry, they've got kind of their own line now to where they've sort of even surpassed the battery tender end of things, even price-wise. Okay. Well, that... Now, uh, didn't, that I wasn't always the way. So, yes, I've always been a... Uh, that name, the battery, you know, tender. Battery tender was the first that, really one that, yeah, that came was out it, that automatically cycled on. And as on always, and yeah. other people now have gotten <laughs> into the game, Napa included, and they've right. got some of their own brands. With It'll actually say Napa on it, Jerry, that are as good and in some cases probably a little better than the actual battery tender brand. Okay. Well, perfect. Okay. And they're all sold at Napa, so you can buy them all straight through them. Well, that's what I needed to know. All right. There you go, Jerry. Appreciate you very much, and that'll take care of you. All right. Paul, Eric, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can develop a solid, cohesive retirement strategy that makes sense in the context of your very specific needs. You've been making moves toward retirement your whole life and likely have assets in different places. Al can simplify it for you. 
Having a simple retirement plan and a single point of contact means when you're gone, your family won't have to guess where your assets are. It means your children won't find out in 20 years that you had funds in probate that they could have used. Having a solid plan and an agent to manage it means you can take advantage of financial products with high return and modest risk. And most importantly, it means that someone will be on your side when you can't make those decisions on your own. Give Al a call today for a free consultation and get started on your retirement strategy by going to klzradio.com slash money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. If you're in the market for a new pair of glasses, now's the time to check your flex spending account or your health savings account and head over to Stack Optical. At Stack Optical, you'll have your new glasses in just three to four days. Stack Optical is celebrating over 50 years of quality eye care here in Denver. So for all your optical needs, eyeglasses, contacts, eye exam, prescription sunglasses, eyeglass repairs, Go to Stack Optical. Call them today, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. And tell them Scott sent you. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Attention Denver drivers. Are you tired of the same old routine when it comes to car maintenance? Well, it's time to experience automotive excellence like never before at Toy Excess Denver. At Toy Access Denver, we're your trusted partners in automotive care and specialize in Toyota, Lexus, and Honda, and Subaru vehicles with a commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We've been serving the Denver community for years, providing top-notch service. But that's not all. Our experienced and friendly staff goes the extra mile to ensure your vehicle receives the care it deserves. From routine maintenance to major repairs, our certified technicians use state-of-the-art equipment and high-quality parts to keep your car running smoothly. Plus, at Toy Excess Denver, we believe in transparency and honesty. No hidden fees, no gimmicks, just straightforward and fair prices that put you in the driver's seat. So why settle for ordinary when you can experience extraordinary? Visit Toy Excess Denver today at toyexcessdenver.com to learn more about our services and schedule your next service appointment. You can also call 303-722-0234. Toy Excess Denver, where automotive excellence meets customer satisfaction. Drive with confidence. Drive with Toy Excess Denver. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Lines are full. As soon as somebody drops off, give us a call, 303-477-5600. Paul, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Good morning, gentlemen, and Happy New Year. Good morning. So yesterday I came across a report, and, John, I just sent that to you this morning, just a a moment ago, um, the email, uh, from Structure Magazine. Yep, saw that. It's an engineering thing. And uh, the bottom line... Uh, is that... Bob, really quick, shows- really quick, Paul, I want to interrupt for just one second. Yeah. And this is, bothers me. The This is a structural magazine, most likely a bunch of engineers, but this is not saying that I didn't read all the text, but I will just tell you right off the bat, their diagram of vehicles and what they weigh, completely wrong, false. Which, now really? i got to dig into the rest of the article to really see what they're saying, because when they put the very first image up, and I know it's wrong, 
what else in this article is now wrong. And I'm not defending EVs or where they're headed with this, because, yes, right. their point is EVs are heavier. How is this going to affect parking garages and so on? But when they put the GVWR rating of vehicles, that's the gross vehicle weight rating. That's right. what it will haul. That's not what it weighs. Right. Two yeah, different they, things going on there. Curb weight. And, yeah. right. Yes. And, they should have put curb and, weights in. Right. So, so a couple of things. And, and, and I'm not an engineer. And I haven't gone through this because I just caught a glimpse of this uh, late last night. They're saying that the average parking space area loads of the EVs are near or greater than the 40 pounds per square foot. The current minimum live load is required by code. Now, they basically said they converted GVWR um, to the area loads in the parking garage. Which means they're wrong. Which means those figures they've used are completely wrong. Right. Well, they converted it to the... They can't. Uh, Unless they're using curb weight, there's no foot. conversion. It has to be curb weight. Unless they're making it to the max that it no, is able still to... No, still well, wrong. It's, because it's still... it's still Unless the vehicle shows up fully loaded, right. yeah. it's wrong. And most of them are not going to show up to a parking garage fully loaded. So again, Paul, their figures are wrong. That That's my problem with that end of things. Not saying they're not... Well, right in having a concern about how much weight is in some of these parking structures. I think they're headed the right way, but whoever wrote this is a moron. He didn't do it correctly. So you're saying, well, because the gross vehicle... The gross vehicle weight rating is not curb weight. For example, the very first one, they talk about a Rivian RT1 with a gross vehicle weight rating of over 8,000 pounds, 8430. That vehicle doesn't weigh 8,000 pounds. I think, to my memory, it weighs around six. I've got to check that real quick. But I think the actual weight of a Rivian is around six. So they're 2,000 pounds off right there. So so, the uh, sorry, it's 7,100. A Rivian is 7,100 pounds. So they're 1,200 pounds off in that particular example. In that example, because you're saying the GBW is the maximum Correct. loaded. Correct. Okay, so you're saying, you know, realistically, it's not going to be full, all these vehicles. Are very, very few loaded. of them are going to run around loaded. Right. If, right. If they're adjusting the codes to make them hold everything, you know, you want to build it over and instead of building it right. under. Yeah, yeah so and, and that yeah. I could understand. But yeah. the premise is, are we going to overload parking garages with EVs? Well, to know that, you better just take the gross vehicle weight of the vehicle, you know, the curb weight, as Ken just stated a moment ago, and use that figure because the chances of every EV showing up fully loaded, even a sedan, I mean, let's face it, what are you going to put in a sedan in the first place? You're going to load the back of it with concrete? I doubt it. It's not going to show up even fully loaded with people, and even if it does, they're climbing out. They're not living in the car. Yeah. Right. So so what they're doing is they looked at – so not only in 2002 they they changed the minimum distributed live load for passenger vehicles, you know, the code from 50 to 40 psf. Then they also changed reduced the design load factors, okay, from 1.7 1.6. So as was just stated accurately, you want you want to take at you know, what's the average, and then build in the safety factor. Correct. Sure. I'm, again, I'm not the engineer. I would have not no clue as to what that safety factor should be, right. um, historically or otherwise. 
Um, but they need to. So there are two considerations here. One is uh, an evaluation of uh, with this as well as, you know, your your um, um, criticism of it is legitimate. So let that let all the engineers, including the municipal and state engineers, look at this and say, what are we with well within our safety parameters and, and here's and what then, i would say right off the bat and i'm not an engineer either paul but i will tell you just kind of knowing the vehicles that are out there who is in garages and who isn't i mean keep in mind that even a tesla is the same weight as an f-150 every parking garage out there can handle an f-150 no problem where i think this becomes and i think their article even states this where it becomes more of a problem paul is if all of a sudden you know, 35 Rivian pickup trucks show up that have that 7,000-pound, you know, weight to them. It would be no different than parking a bunch of F-250s or 350s in those same spots, which, right. again, the chances of the parking garage being full of Rivians or even F-250 trucks is pretty minimal. Um, is it something that we need to be paying attention to and watching as time goes forward? Absolutely, Paul, especially as more and more trucks become EV equipped, yes, I think that's going to be something to look at. Is it a concern right at this moment? I'm not losing an ounce of sleep over it. Yeah, I'm not concerned at, at this moment. Uh, first of all, the, the percentage of vehicles on the road that are parking in garages that are EVs slim. Is, is slim. So I, I'm not concerned all of a sudden next week we're going to have parking garages falling down. But they, they do need to be mindful Agree. of that when the owners are building them yes and that uh, i agree with and, and, and also the the maintenance and the inspection that's right that's right that i agree uh, with that, the, and then maybe uh you know they usually have a bank of ev chargers now uh and and because of cost you don't want to distribute it out all over the parking garage Correct. it's very expensive although to do that. now you're concentrating all of your load into one area exactly. you better make sure that you've got the garage built to handle that Exactly, and maybe that's just on the first floor in a slab. So, you know, so that that's no an great issue. point, then, Paul. Yeah, no, I think those are all things. These these architects, by the way, not only engineers but the architects, and of course the engineers get in behind and say, yeah, you can build that or you can't. Together, they're going to have to figure out how do we accommodate these things as that market share grows. And there's a lot of debate on will it or won't it. It will as time goes by. We all know that whether people want to admit that or not, it is going to grow. Will it ever be, you know, what government wants it to be, Paul? That's probably a different debate for a different day. I'm not sure we'll ever get that high, but will it grow naturally? Yes, it will. That's right. And then uh, to what degree, how are the... uh, you know, the, these owners, you own a par- let's say you own a, a few parking garages, and lots of companies own, in yes. fact, a yes. bunch of parking garages. Yes. So they have to think about, okay, I'm investing this money. These ve- types of vehicles are causing more damage than other vehicles. Correct. To my garage, not only uh, if it doesn't, let's say it's never going to collapse, but it's wear and tear, just like EVs, you know, road, road. tracks. Yes. That's right. And and all that really has not. There's been a lot of talk about it over the years, specifically for the road taxes, um, but not um, uh, because those have traditionally been collected through fuel tax. Uh, 
Well, EVs have bypassed that in most parts of the United States to date. And so that hasn't been addressed yet, nor has it been addressed on private accommodations such as parking garages. If, if I own property and I know a segment of my customers are, are costing me more, I have to come up with a strategy on how to make that up. How to, how to figure out how am I going to cost this, price this out, so that I'm covered. Right. And, uh, you know, so instead of 30 years, 40 years of a parking garage lifespan, and I'm just pulled sure. that out of you know where, um, you know, it, it's going to be 10 years less. That's a lot of money. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and then we have the infrastructure of New York. We're seeing uh, structures collapsing because they're just old yeah and the inspections have yep. to be stepped up yes more. yes yes that that one paul i i think any of the older structures period as just generally vehicles are getting heavier even outside of the ev end of things there's a big article out this past week about that and how suvs have grown and even the common ordinary four-door suv right. is heavier now than it once was i think in general paul yes they better be stepping up their analysis and their inspections of these things even in spite of what's going on in the EV, because frankly, vehicles are are weighing more now than they ever have. That's right. And I'll tell you another thing. Call me crazy. You won't be the first person, but I'd be concerned specifically uh, for EVs having to do with the fire hazard. Now, I know all vehicles can catch fire, but we know the pro- unique problems of putting out an EV Correct. fire. So Correct. think about if you have a bank of EVs near each other charging and a fire happens. They're all going to be going up, and then the rest of it's going up. Yep. Um, I w- if I owned the property... I'd be, uh, or even if I was, uh, let's say, uh, building um, uh, code people, you know, uh, creating the regulations for it, I'd want a specialized sprinkler system in that area. Well, and here's the, and to your point, the specialized sprinkler system for everybody listening means it just has to be able to put out a lot more water than what it ever would have originally because there's no way to put a fire of an EV out. They'll tell you. I had a a person on during the week from General Motors that went around did fire safety training for EVs, and really the only way to put the fire of an EV out is to keep the windows rolled up as much as you can and fill it up like a bathtub. So a sprinkler system, frankly, Paul, unless it's able to do exactly what I just said, isn't going to do anything. The only thing oh it my does god! Is Even keep with the, a specialized foam or something, the foam does nothing. No, it has uh-uh. to be water. Yeah, right. And it and to it, cool it. It's just to it's just to cool the surrounding cool area yeah. so it doesn't spread. Yeah, the only thing you could do with the sprinkler system in that case is you're not going to put the EV fire out, but try to keep things around it cool from enough catching. to keep that fire yeah. from spreading. spreading elsewhere. But to your point, Paul, you're, you know, I think you're spot on. Yeah, that that needs to be you know thought through because if you're going to have more and more EVs in an inside structure and one of those does catch fire, how are you handling that? Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what people are considering for their homes. You know, uh, some of these EV companies are saying, "Don't park it in your garage." Right? Well, okay, yeah, I'm going to put a you know $120,000 vehicle and not park it in you're my right. garage. No, you're exactly. going to put it in the garage just where the charger is and everything else. And I guess yeah. you know personally, the way I look at that is, I you know. Make sure you have proper insurance on your home. For thought, you know, no, it is, yeah. Paul. No, no I appreciate you know, that. Government, yeah. government makes a decision, rams it through, yep. and, uh, oh, yeah, what about this consequence? Uh, that's oh, we, right. Consequence. We should have thought of that. All of the unintended consequences, yeah, right. we call it, Paul. 
Yep, and and the shipping containers. You know, we've yep. seen that with the Ships, you know the whole yeah, thing goes yeah. up. And yes, all right, buddy. Paul, Listen, appreciate it. No, lot yeah. to think about, and yeah. I I can't argue with him at all any about these are the unintended consequences when you push things through without letting the free market handle it instead we'll come right back bob hang tight lines are open 303-477-5600 this is drive radio klz 560 how How great is the free nationwide peace of mind warranty from your napa auto care center 24 month 24,000 mile protection great honored by more than 13,000 napa auto care centers nationwide great Travel with confidence knowing that if you have a problem, help is just a toll-free call away. Oh, and did we mention that your Napa Auto Care Center's peace of mind warranty is free? Get this great warranty at your nearest Napa location. Napa know-how! If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done. And that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair. To inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem so you can see for yourself. Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. Having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now, Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth, which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to KLZ Radio.com slash extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Nigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? 
Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive over here in Aurora. So if you ever need anything done on this side of town, please go check out Ken. He'd love to take care of you. Uh, Colfax and 225 is basically where Ken's at. Bob and Thornton, you are next. Hi, John. This is a peculiar little problem. My, uh, my ex-wife had a, uh, she was rear-ended on uh, October 7th. Um, and uh, quite a bit of damage on the back of the car. Hmm, anyway, that's too bad. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, the, the company that uh, insured the person that ran into her has been pretty good, and they provided her with a rental car because she couldn't drive hers because it was open to the weather. And uh, so she took it to a collision shop, and they dismantled to see what the hidden damage was. And uh, it was about $16,000, and uh, they had it for quite some time waiting for parts, but they fixed it, and they did a nice job on it and stuff. One issue. The power lift gate will open with the key fob. It'll open with the door, uh, the driver's door switch. Those are the only two places you can open it. But it won't close with either the key fob, the um, driver's door switch, or the switch on the that's exposed when the tailgate or the lift gate's open. And uh, if you press that one on the tailgate on the inside, that yeah. you'll get uh, the, the uh, tail lights will blink. Um, so I'm sure that it's not a fuse. Actually, I looked at the fuses, and there's no blowing fuses. But it won't close. What, what kind of vehicle is it? it it's a 21 um, Chevy Equinox. Okay. Go in. Now, you can close it manually, lift yeah. up. Right. 
boy, she can't even hardly lift up there to get it to, you know, push it down uh, manually. But those three points of... Um, so, uh, so it will not automatically open or close? It'll open. Just won't close? Won't close. Okay. okay. Go Got into it. your settings on your on your dash and just make sure maybe the battery went dead and maybe something got reset. We've seen that before. Um, there are some things to... It might be a setting issue. It could be... Uh, we've seen some switches get turned off too like switches in the glove box and things along those lines that uh, you know that just for like personal safety if somebody doesn't want you know for whatever you know they wanted to just shut that particular thing off so nobody's going to get hurt or something along those lines make sure that it's not a setting issue you know maybe even go to the owner's manual and just see if there's something john's trying to look it up now but just see if there's something that is in maybe a setting that got turned off or got right. switched or something like that i would I've, check that first yeah i've scoured the uh internet for uh oh, yeah okay that's the first place to look yeah definitely um the, o- the only thing that uh is uh, adjustable as far as i can tell height right is the uh, it either opens full or three quarters? Correct. And once you the height, that, yeah. Okay. Okay, that all works. Okay. And when you press the either the key fob or the button on the inside of the the uh, lift gate to close it, I'll get I'll get the tail lights blinking. So yeah. Let, Where was the, the accident? By the way, I didn't ask that, Bob. Rear. Oh, it wasn't I'm the rear. Yeah. I'm, one, uh, I'm, I'm wondering, wondering is is the mechanism bad? I'm wondering if there's a, a, an up motor and a down motor. Well, well, it goes both ways, and I'm just wondering, is one of those bad? Yeah. Is the downside bad, is my point. I, I, I would almost go that direction, which means I'd go back to the collision center because that's still all underneath that original claim and find out, hey, this thing doesn't close, fix it. Yeah. She took it back there, and they said they have no idea, so they took it to to the Chevy dealer in Broomfield, and now she's got another rental car from the— okay. Uh, American family, the person that hit her. Oh, the other, okay. That, okay, so what are they, has a dealer said anything at this point or no? Leave it for three or four days, they'll get around to looking at it. That's, okay. pre- that's ridiculous. Uh, and that's the normal dealership mode right now, unfortunately. I hate to, I'm, I'm not criticizing, it just is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, They're I mean, all that way. Yeah. Well, now it's not open to the weather. Yeah, right. So, uh, I mean, she didn't have a back window in the car when <laughs> right. she got tired and so on. But you'd think they'd say, we'll let you know when we have an opening and then bring it in. So, I, I, you know, this American family's getting kind of upset with having to give her a rental car. That's yeah, their problem. Who cares? Other yeah. than the I, could, I, I, don't, I could care less. That's their problem. It's on the insurance, yeah. Yeah. So, you uh, know, my other real short question is, I'm sure they'll figure it out somehow sure. and fix it at the dealer. Um, and then the collision shop said they're going to pay for it. She, they said, well, it's under warranty. And she said, no. It, this didn't happen under warranty. This happened because of the collision. Now, when she goes to settle this up, um, how does she determine uh, what the um, loss of value is as far as it's going to be on uh, Carfax? Yeah, that's a great like. question. Uh, how bad? Well, doesn't matter how bad. Sixteen thousand dollars worth of damage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What was the what was the price tag on it, Bob? Twenty thousand miles on it. Twenty thousand miles, and how much was? The, I mean, how bad was the accident? $16,000 worth. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's diminished value. Uh, that's that's probably more for you and I to go back and forth via email on. I can do some looking on that and help you with that. But, yes, there's diminished value she needs compensated for, definitely. 
Absolutely. So she, but is, is she, is she going to have to use like flesh and back to, to maybe? Do that? It depends. You, what you do is you start with your adjuster and say, "Listen, I've got diminished value. Where's my check?" And uh-huh. the the conversation will start going back and forth as to what that figure is, and uh-huh. you have to come to a conclusion as to what's fair. And if it's not fair, yeah, then you call Kevin. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't even know where to. It's minimum. Out. It's minimum five grand, Bob. Maybe as much as ten. I'll just tell really? you that straight up. It's five to ten, somewhere in that range. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's a pretty good starting point where I always start high. Say, listen, we've got diminished value. I think it's. I think value is down about ten k. They're going to push back. You have to determine if you can come to an agreement somehow, and if not, you call Kevin. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's pretty much a pretty solid number to use because if you look at one of those that's not wrecked versus one that is wrecked, that's about where your price tag difference is going to come into play. Is that five to ten k? range because it's going to show up now that there's been a claim on it so something to think about ed gilbert guys hang tight we'll be right back drive radio klz 560 with hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching we here at roof savers colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in with over 20 plus years of roofing experience we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916, or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. Never know how! You're here, we're here. Isn't it about time we met? Our Napa Auto Care Center would like to introduce you to our top quality vehicle maintenance and repairs, nationwide warranty, and service you can trust. And yes, there's something in it for you. Stop by our Napa Auto Care Center for your special welcome kit. It has the information you need to get to know us. Plus, welcome specials to save you money from the very start. Visit NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how! You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. 
BGCBG.com. BG. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies and grim. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Picture this. You're cruising down the open road, the wind in your hair, and the sun in your face. Now... Imagine doing it in a car that looks as good as the day you drove it off the lot. That's where ProTech Auto Shield and Nano Coatings comes in. ProTech, the name you can trust for top-tier automotive protection. Your car isn't just a set of wheels, it's an investment. And we're here to make sure it stays pristine. Step inside our cutting-edge facility where we craft the latest in automotive protection. Our advanced paint protection films act like an invisible force field. Shielding your car from road debris, rock chips, and whatever Mother Nature throws your way. And for that showroom shine that lasts, our premium ceramic coatings offer unbeatable protection against dirt, water, and those harsh UV rays. But ProTech isn't just about the exterior. We care about every detail, inside and out. Our interior protection products ensure spills, stains, and wear and tear are a thing of the past. Worried about making the right choice? Our expert team is here to guide you, ensuring your car gets the treatment it deserves. Elevate your driving experience with ProTech Auto Shield and Nano Coatings, because your car deserves the best. Visit ProTechAutoShield.com today or call 303-423-2841 and shield your investment with confidence. Drive on. Protected with ProTech Auto Shield. All right, here we go. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Text line 307-282-22. And, of course, you can call in directly 303-477-5600. Gilbert, you're next. Go ahead, Gilbert. Yeah, I've got a Grand Cherokee 2010 Hemi. Okay. I've got 155,000 miles on it, and I'm starting to get a hum on the rear end. I think it's humming coming from the rear end. And I don't know how far this tranny will last. Well, two different things. The transmission is not making the hum. The hum's coming out of the differential itself. That can be replaced, rebuilt even. If you get to the right shop, you get the right shop, they can even just rebuild ring pinion carrier, whatever yeah. it needs. They rebuild all the pieces inside. You don't have to put another unit in it. A lot of shops will want to do a complete differential swap which you don't need to do get to the right person that can set things up correctly uh they just go in there and redo things you know gilbert on that line and yes in common, that case common issue with well those. worth doing yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah i would not get rid of a vehicle over something like that uh, yeah right that to me yeah. is a minor repair yeah so how long do you think the transmission will last that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> have you taken care of it Yes, sir. I get every 20,000 miles to change the transmission fluid uh you've got way more than the 150 left then if you've done that Oh, fabulous, and it might be worth keeping. Um, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, sure. I would say so. Compared to the cost of a new replacement, absolutely <laughs> it is. In today's market, yeah, exactly. Even a good new-used right, vehicle, it's worth keeping. Yeah. 
Great. Thank you. You're very welcome, Gilbert. No, yeah, I, that's a vehicle. I can't. Yeah. I'd fix that one. Sure. All, no problem. I'd fix yeah. that one all day long. Ed in Las Animas, you're next, sir. Okay, buddy. I have two cars I have questions on. Sure. Go right ahead. I got 1998 Windstar Ford, and the, the service engine light comes on says, service engine soon. You want my shock look? <laughs> we both kind of got the same look. <laughs> yeah. It's still yeah, on the ne- road. Next. <laughs> and that light's been on for 20 years probably. So. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> well, it's been on quite a while. <laughs> now, how did we know that? Yeah, right. Yeah. And another thing, I have a oil... Inside the air cleaner, you know, department where the air cleaner sits, there's oil down yeah. underneath blow it. Blow by. Where's that fresh oil coming from? It's blow by coming past the rings. Yeah, common. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I keep wiping it out. You know, I don't. That's, it don't that's get all. Yeah, out, there is in that vehicle no sense in fixing it. You could do the EPR, you know, the BG EPR on the next oil change to see if we can't get the rings to seal up a little bit better to help that. But most likely, just keep wiping it out and drive it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, wipe it out every time I change oil, wipe it out. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, you're fine with Um, that. Another thing, I just had it tuned up, completely tuned, and uh, it runs rough. When it idles a little bit, it starts running rough, and I pump it, and it clears up. Okay. What would cause that? Does it, yeah, hard to say on that. I mean, that check engine light, depending on how many codes are in it, um, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Does it run rough until it warms up or for just – It just runs off and on. It'll run when it's idling. Uh-huh. It'll start flooding down. And then when I pump it good, it runs good. Yeah. And, yeah, they had different intake issues with those. They had uh, a lot of evaporative system issues with those, which all can cause roughness. Um, a lot of those parts aren't available for that anymore. They haven't been for, you know, five, 10 years, even in some cases, but, uh, yeah, there's, there, yeah, getting those, seeing what codes are in it first is really, you know, how you would kind of direct what you would need to look at for that roughness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use oil. I, uh, it's a, like I said, I've been running it. I keep it tuned up all the time and, uh, it's got 125,000 miles on it. Low miles, yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. Keep driving it. Yeah, exactly. It's clean. It's clean. Yeah, it keep driving it. Side. Okay, another, this other car I got is a 2014 Jeep Patriot. Okay. And, uh, it, and the change oil light comes on. Okay. Just Have you changed oil? Oh, yeah. I put synthetic in. Uh, I you re, did you, do you reset the light each time? Yeah, you need to do the reset procedure. Well, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't think of what it is right offhand either. But I think no, it's a Jeep. So I think all you have to do is turn the key on. Don't start it. Turn the key into the on position and pump the throttle three times. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that's to correct. the floor. So put it to the you know within five seconds it needs to go to the floor and be let up three times. So down, up, down, up, down, up, and that should reset that oil. Maintenance for five light. seconds, for five with, seconds, with, three with, times. Within five seconds, yeah. I mean, just do it as quick as you can, typically, is what we uh, do. Without, start, without starting it up. Correct, yeah, just in the on position. Okay, I'll try that. Well, that's always simple. Yeah. This one starts runs good, and the Jeep runs good, so. Yeah. All right, I got another little, can I run a little ad? I got a 72 Cadillac Eldorado convertible that I'm mm-hmm. wanting to sell. Okay. You, you know what? Uh, what we can do on that, Ed, is send me some info on that because that way if anybody listening is interested we can get them you know back to 
you in that case. So, yeah, uh, you know, send me a, uh, either a text message or an email. And those of you listening, if you're interested in that vehicle, 72 Cadillac Eldorado, Ed, convertible? Yeah. Okay. Convertible. Yeah. Any of you interested in that, please let me know. Uh, lastly, Ed, that's a vehicle. Of, is it in pretty decent shape, by the way? It's clean. I've got a new paint job. That, the, re, redone them inside. I, I would honestly, Ed, best thing to do with that, call Worldwide Vintage Autos. They'll go okay. through the process of figuring out, you know, what's it worth, what do you need to get out of it, et cetera, et cetera. That's a car they can sell all day long. Okay, well, it's real clean. Yeah, the they'll take that head. car and sell it. Huh? They'll take that car and sell it for you. That's exactly what they do. Okay, worldwide. And your chances, Ed, that. of getting a higher dollar out of it with them is better than you or even I trying to do it because they've got a, a network of individuals coast to coast that they may even have somebody on the line that possibly even wants that type of a car. I would get with them before doing anything else. That's what they yeah. do. Okay, I, I got their number. I've, I've yep, them give before. them a call. Okay. Tell them you heard, them, heard us here, and uh, they'll take care of you. Hey, I really appreciate it, buddy. All right, well, Ed, appreciate it very much. Yeah, for a lot of you listening, i got about 30 seconds here before the top of the hour. As you go through winter months and you're looking around, and I've even done this on my own, hey, do you have an older vehicle that you know you don't need or maybe one that you've inherited or whatever the case may be? Uh, they don't take project cars, but if it's a car that's complete and running and has halfway decent paint, so in other words, out of 1 to 10, as long as it's, say, a 6 or better, that's a vehicle that they will take. And, and again, if it's a unique vehicle, even with bad paint, still call them and ask them if it's something they would be interested in. They don't take basket cases, but if the car will run and drive, they'll take it from there and help you sell it. They're on our website, drive-radio.com. Just find Worldwide Vintage Autos there. They have a deal of the week each week, by the way, where they'll send you a text message and email if you sign up for that. So please, all of you listening, do that. Uh, handle it that way, and they will take great care of you. All right, we got another hour coming your way. Two hours, actually, coming your way. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.